On a summer's day in the month of May, a burly bum come a hiking. He was walking down the land through the sugar candy, was looking for his liking. And as he strolled along, he sang a song of the land of Middle Canada. Hey there, this is the Sounds of the Trail podcast, a place where we talk about the ups, downs, and switchbacks of trail life. It's time for a hike. Where a bum can stay for many a day, and he won't need any money. Along the course of Hercules' 12 labors, one of the people that he came across and had to get past was a man named Antaeus. Now, Antaeus was a child of Poseidon, the god of the sea, and Gaia, Mother Earth herself. And he was a giant. And this child of the earth and the sea, he was thought to be invincible. His strength was limitless. As long as he was in contact with the earth, he could draw as much strength as he needed, and no one could defeat him. Now, Hercules had to get past him, and he was losing pretty badly in this wrestling match with Antaeus, until he figured it out, and he realized that Antaeus would recover and regain all of his strength as soon as he touched the earth. And Hercules was able to defeat him by holding him up in the air and strangling him to death. And before you feel bad, the reason he was fighting him is because Antaeus's favorite thing to do was to wait for passers-by to come past his place, and then to challenge them to a wrestling match, kill them, and put their skulls in a pile. And it's fictional. So, but the reason, the reason I bring it up is because Antaeus was something I thought about a lot while I was on my own Pacific Crest Trail through hike last year. And the reason that I thought about Antaeus was because if he gathered all of his strength from his connection with the earth, then I was an anti-Antaeus. That is, my weakest point was my connection with the earth. And that was where my experience was sort of coming apart. And I think that's one of the paradoxes of a long-distance through-hike, is that the, the thing that enables you to have this experience and to be on this journey and to be outside is your body. But the same thing that is enabling this experience is also what is preventing this experience from maybe being all that it could be. You know... Instead of being out there using your body to connect with the earth, your body is what is preventing you from connecting with the earth. Because instead of using your senses and your, your, your physical presence to, to be in the world and to see things and smell things and feel things, all you're thinking about is how much your body hurts. And I think this is a fairly common problem for thru-hikers because a thru-hike is a very physical thing to do. And there's a reason why most people do not complete their thru-hikes. And, you know, for some people, they just lose their desire to continue having that experience. They never learn how to deal with it properly. Some people are just injured, and they simply cannot continue. And people get off for lots of reasons, and money, and relationships and things going on at home and all kinds of things, but but that's not what we're going to talk about today. Welcome back to Sounds of the Trail. 
This is episode number eight, A Day in the Life, part two. And we are talking about bodies and your connection with the trail and and what a daily experience as a through hiker is. And we have we have two parts to our episode today. In the first part, we are going to hear from a hiker named Bluebeard, who is going to enlighten us. <laughs> he at least enlightened me. And without any further ado, let's hear from him. Hey, this is Kim Chi with Sounds of the Trail. I am currently in Damascus, Virginia, and one of the best parts about getting into town is catching up with and people catching up to you that you haven't seen in a while. On the trail, you meet a lot of really cool people, and you tend to miss them, and you want to see them, and then you get to town and you bump into them. So currently, I'm sitting here with Bluebeard, who I haven't seen in a couple days, and who I missed a great deal. And... I haven't really talked too much about body stuff, but I've been really wanting to do more interviews about the body. Uh, Bluebeard is a badass hiker, and he's been doing like roughly 20 miles a day, and I just found out last night that he has a pretty serious back issue to the point where his back is pretty hardcore curved, and then upon looking at his leg today, realized there was a massive scar on his leg, and he explained to me that... He's also got something going on with his leg. So I just wanted to talk about body strength, just kind of how, like, your body affects what you're doing out here in general. And I guess how you, like, view maybe something that would normally be seen as, like, a weakness or a disability. So I'm going to introduce you over to Bluebeard, and we'll go from there. Bluebeard, first of all, where are you from, and how old are you? So I'm originally from New Jersey, Jackson, New Jersey, sort of coastal area. I'm 25, and I've sort of lived all over the place the past few years. Yeah, so that's where I'm from. That's that. And then in regards to the body stuff, do you want me to get right into it? Yeah, that? yeah, go uh, for it. <laughs> yeah, so that back thing is something called Sherman's disease. It's called or Sherman's kyphosis. And uh, I developed it when I was like 12, but it was probably happening after. So I've always been like really athletic, but that sort of changed up body structure for me. I was in a brace for a long time. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a huge curve basically it's like a scoliosis but it goes the other way hypothetically it's a hunchback makes conventional like work styles not so great but sitting down sucks i don't enjoy sitting down so beyond the trail though it's it can hurt at times but it it normally like deep breathing is very much like therapeutic for it so there's a lot of like conscious breathing when i'm hiking going on because that helps sort of strengthen my abdominal muscles to then strengthen my back yeah, when I was 19, I broke my leg, fooling around playing football, and developed this thing, compartment syndrome, and was in the hospital for a month when I broke my leg, was, like, almost lost it, because they had not caught this compartment syndrome and developed over time, and lost most of the muscle in the front of my leg, had infections in my leg, like, a few times after that, so, yeah, without going into, like, too much of my life, um... Between the back thing and what that did for me athletically when I was diagnosed with that and then, you know, with my leg in college sort of putting the kibosh on, like, any type of physical aspirations that would be, I don't know, like, big aspirations, there was, like, a physical incompleteness that, like, I always felt like I needed to sort of do something to sort of feel validated because uh, I just always wondered, like, what if this stuff hadn't happened? Like, what would my life be like? And, yeah, I mean, I think being on the trail 
and, and really not knowing how my leg was going to hold up, but knowing that like I definitely a stronger person because of those experiences feels good, and it's it's nice to be out here and you know some people see my leg and they're like what the f- is going on, and others you know they might like not see it, but when people do see it, it's cool to sort of talk about that story. Um, and there's a lot of like details amongst or in you know in those years after that because it was you know a big break you know so, literally yeah. yeah 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 right so it sounds like you kind of wanted to do more sports and physical stuff and then since you literally almost had to get your leg amputated yeah. I mean I'm looking at his leg now he's definitely like missing a nice chunk of, of muscle in there he told me. That he can't really even bend his his uh, his foot, like basically the ankle, which all of us hikers know is very necessary for walking on the terrain. So yeah, I'm really surprised because he's a really strong hiker. He actually he'll get the miles, and he hikes by himself a lot. To know that he had any disabilities or what people would perceive as a disability. So you were saying that obviously you're like alluding that there was a lot of stuff that sort of kind of maybe affected you pretty deeply over those couple of years after you were diagnosed with the back and the having the leg problem. Do you think that ultimately led you out to the trail eventually or? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I think the seeds to this might have been planted earlier. My father and my mother both brought me out to, to special places when I was younger. I used to go up to Maine uh, during the summer uh, with my mom quite often when I was younger. And then I'd go out to like Yellowstone and Grand Canyon, Denali with my father as well. But a few years after I broke my leg and I started walking pretty normally and being able to slightly, like, get into some type of running shape, if you will, because it, I just didn't know how to run. I mean, my, my foot doesn't bend. There's no dorsiflex. So it's sort of like trying to run with a club foot. So I was like a toe runner for a while once I learned how to run again. But when I realized, like, okay, I, I can sort of get into a, a shape where I can do something physically challenging. I was 21, I'm 25 right now, I'm 26, and I actually watched the movie 180 South, which is pretty popular now, and that was sort of like my way of, when I watched the movie, I said, okay, I want to do something that's sort of like a journey. I'm also very environmentally focused, I did renewable energy advocacy work for a while, and yeah, that AT was like something I wanted to do since... You know, 21, basically. So, almost five years ago. And, yeah, finally said, okay, screw the other stuff I was doing and, and came out doing it. So. so, having these kind of problems, what, because most of us have, like, stupid physical stuff anyway on the trail. Like, I, I have foot pain every, like, every day. Mm-hmm. At around 15 miles, I honestly, I just want to cry because uh, the bones in my feet are... Something's wrong with some of the bones in my feet, and um, I have some bone spurs and stuff like that. And then other people complain of different things like knee problems, and then other people have other problems, like they just have physical problems. Like, what? how does this affect you uh, physically? Do you think you even notice those problems, or do you think you're maybe, like, adapted to them? Right. Well, I'll say that, you know, everyone has their own pain, and I think pain is such a subjective thing. I'll never know the pains that you have just, like, most people won't understand the pain that I was going through when I had this compartment syndrome. Now, the thing is, um, I think there's a tolerance that I built up for the pain or discomfort in my leg and in my back as well. And what I find to be very nice and sort of therapeutic on the trail is the fact that a lot of pain, I think, is like 
mind, like thought formations in your head. Like you feel something and then all of a sudden there's like pain is an emotional attachment. That's the way I see it because at, at some point, if it's the same pain and it's repetitive and there's nothing you can do to alleviate it, like you can sort of develop, I think, um, techniques to get rid of it. And I do sometimes feel pain on the trail, but it, it's, that's normally because I'm all of a sudden thinking about the pain itself. And then I go back to the breathing stuff. So like, you know, conscious breathing very much is the way to, for me, to get the focus of any type of pain off of my mind. Mm. So yeah, it's, yeah, I, I would say like a lot of like more like Buddhist stuff and it's sort of like Eckhart Tolle techniques are definitely helpful on the trail for that. So, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, well, this has been a nice, inspiring conversation. <laughs> uh, the trail's really great, I think, because, I, like I said, I never would have noticed those things. I just, it's funny, like, you just assume that everybody's just, like, just crushing it because they're doing so many miles, and then you realize, like, you've been walking with someone, and you're like, oh, wow, you only have one leg, and your other leg's not even a real leg. That's crazy. Or, I mean, you just, everyone's such a superhero out here, no matter what. Do you... I've been asking people, like, what their, I guess, their biggest problems have been on the trail. I guess, like, just any kind of roadblocks, emotionally, physically, and then what the best things you found about the trail. Okay. Well, the best things I find... Okay, so, for all the hiking I have done, even before the trail, I always find that when you're by yourself in nature, you know, or on any trail... Um, you can go crazy because you realize how crazy you are. You realize how much you're thinking to yourself and how much you just think. And, you know, I, I think this is, like, a great opportunity to sort of really challenge yourself every day to just, like, walk and just be mindful of the fact that you're doing something that is beautiful. Uh, and, yeah, I think because of that, you know, it's just an experience where, um, it's a lot of time to like focus on nothing in a way, which is nice because I mean this whole thing's been a very positive experience, and because of that, you know, for anyone who might have past experiences that hurt them deeply, this allows I think them to fill their memory with more happy thoughts and positive thinking. So, you know, that, that's a nice thing about the trail is the fact that it's really a place to, to heal to some extent. So what, uh, aside from going crazy, have you had any, like, problems in general? Like, for me, a big thing is the moisture and the rain. Like, I hate it, and it's what I've been trying to deal with and get over, and it's what makes me want to quit every single day. Some people, it's different stuff. I don't know. Some people don't like having, like, I've got, like, chiggers, which is great. Yeah. I have bugs in my freaking ankles. And then spider bites on my butt and stuff like that. Um, do you have anything like that? Or you're just stoked all the time and breathing it through? Uh, yeah. Uh, I try to be stoked all the time. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's one of these things where even if you come across a challenge on the trail, the really the only way to get through it is keep moving forward right so i haven't got caught up on things that you know maybe i've just been lucky in some respects like yeah i'm, I'm grateful for the fact that i haven't really encountered too many problems on the trail yet uh like that but you know to some extent i'm aware of the fact that, like i'm pretty sure i might have some bugs inside me as well 
Um, you know, I got sick in Irwin for that day uh, and you know, had to take an unexpected zero, but, you know, that's your body telling you to chill out for a bit. But, yeah, I, mean, I guess for me there has been a lot of effort on my part, even before the trail, to sort of, you know, whatever you'll encounter as a person, like, you need you need to keep moving forward like that because if you get caught up on things and you make them a bigger deal than they need to be, then it's going to be a big deal in your life, you know? <laughs> so, no, I mean, I, I, for the things I have come across that might be a slight challenge on the trail, they haven't sent me back much at all. So I'm about a decade older than Bluebeard, and I am on this trail to basically achieve the zen that he has already at 25. <laughs> And again, this is like why I keep hiking. I keep collecting great people like baseball cards. So thanks a lot for this super positive and introspective interview. And do you have anything you want to say to anyone who, A, maybe hikes, B, doesn't hike, C, maybe wants to do a through hike? Do you just have any other sweet words of wisdom you Zen Buddha man? Well, you know, I think for me, once I started walking the trail, I realized that like, or I realize right now this is sort of an endless pursuit, or not even pursuit, just an endless journey of sorts, because um, not that I'm thinking too much about after the trail, because, again, I'm trying to sort of enjoy and just accept every step that I'm taking. It has sort of reframed some of my thoughts on the bigger uh, life meanings and, and sort of... Um, goal aspects that like, I have in life and you know th that's nice and I think removing yourself from sort of I don't want to say society because there's a community that exists out on the trail and when you come off the trail and come into towns like this you know you're very much back into somewhat of normal life but I just think removing yourself from the day-to-day -day of work family friends all these things it does provide some sort of clarity that I wish more people could enjoy because I think then they would see a lot of things differently and would be able to sort of reframe some of those things that they struggle with in their lives. So I think it's good to get outside <laughs> and get out here and, and, you know, be with yourself because ultimately like that, you know, you're walking this journey by yourself, but you're walking your whole life by yourself as well. So it's nice to really sort of be out here like that. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Bluebeard. That was a really, really nice interview. I'm actually heading out of Damascus today, getting ready to walk up the hill. I was supposed to leave a good half an hour ago. Going to be hiking into the night. But now that I'm going to be hiking into the night and into the rain, I'll probably be a little more happy knowing that Bluebeard's breathing techniques will be in my brain. <laughs> So thanks a lot, man, and I uh, really appreciate the interview. Thank you. You know, one of the things about a thru-hike, it seems like, is that although it is generally a very different experience for everyone, there's also so much about the experience that is shared and that is the same. And every once in a while you meet somebody who is able to express some of the things that are shared and to truly encapsulate some of the experience in a way that the rest of us aren't able to. And I think Bluebeard was able to just do that. Um, sort of feel like I could just stop this podcast and then you can come back next week and we'll listen to Bluebeard again and we'll be enlightened. And then next week we'll come back and listen to him again because I think he, he expressed it so clearly, you know, when he says that we were walking along this trail alone, but we walked through life alone and the things that we learn as we, as we walk 
either they're the same things that you need to walk through the rest of our life and the same things that you can breathe through on the trail. I mean, you can breathe through things out in the real world too. And so many of us are out there for healing or for maybe just the space to think, the space to set aside so many of the day-to-day frantic, hectic, go here, do this, work, family, chores, craziness, and and stop. And you get up in the morning and you make your plans for the day. And your plans are, how far am I going to walk today? And then you walk and you have all the time to think and to be present if you can learn how to do that. So we're going to go to the next part of this episode, which is following along with a day in the life of two hikers. We are going to follow along today with Kimchi and with Sina as they hike a day on their respective trails. We'll sort of be switching back and forth as we go throughout their days, and I think it'll be really interesting to sort of hear the contrasts between hiking styles, between trails, between struggles, between weather, and then so many things that are the same. Um, we all get up in the morning and have to take a poop. So with that said, let's hear from our hikers. Hey, it's Kim Chi with Sounds of the Trail. It's now the next morning, Tuesday, uh, June 2nd. We're supposed to be in Damascus, but we did not get there because there's been some roadblocks. <laughs> um, Yogi was sick and we decided to let him rest in the shelter that we were interviewing in yesterday, which is nice, and we stayed in in the shelter after only doing seven miles, which is fine, because it poured all night long, like complete downpour. Um, we're kind of going where a storm is sort of following us and around us now, so we're just going to have to tough it out today, uh, but it seems like we've been having just a series of misfortune, like unfortunate events. Um, I think in the past week I might have mentioned my sleeping bag zipper broke, uh, my camera broke, which is what I usually use to depend on making money on the trail. Um, My glasses literally just broke five minutes ago, which is nice because I can't see without them. So right now I have sticks and tenacious tape kind of holding them together. But we're going to try and do a 25-mile day into Damascus, um, getting a late start because it was raining. It's uh, 10 after 7 or quarter after 7. I think we're just going to have to push those 25 miles. Hopefully we'll get in, and I will check in with you. Um, It's a nice misty morning in the woods, and everything is wet as usual and damp, and it's nice and chilly for us, but I'm sure it'll heat up and get nice and hot and moist. So off we go into the woods, onward to Damascus, Checking in later, and I'm out. Good morning, everyone. It's Sina from Sounds of the Trail. Um, I forgot to record right when I woke up, but it's about 7.20 now. Um, I'm breaking down my tent and um, just trying to get a move on. It was really warm last night, so that's indicative of the weather today. I'm not excited. So while it's chilly out right now, I want to get all the miles that I can in, at least do the up climb the uphill uh, towards the water, which is about, well, it's only about a mile and a half of actual uphill, and then from there, it's a little bit up and down, up and down, a little bit further up, but, I mean, it's relatively flat after that, so, I've got to get a move on, 
packing all my stuff now. I'm going to eat breakfast and brush my teeth while I'm walking. And I'm hoping to, I don't know, I have two different game plans today. One is just to stay at the water source at 708.9 mile mark. Um, Even though that's only about 13 miles. That way I can just camel up and drink tons of water and have water for my food. And I won't have to wet camp because the next water after that, reliable one at least, is almost a mile off trail, uh, 27 miles after that at uh, 637, I believe it is. Um, so yeah, water has been one of my biggest fears on the trail and this is one of the driest sections. So it's kind of freaking me out. I actually had like some nightmares last night of me running out of water in this high heat. (laughs) I'm sure it wouldn't happen. I've been fine. If anything, I've, I've been carrying too much water. They say they, you know, you carry your fears with you. And that's definitely true in my case and with the water because I don't want to run out of water. (laughs) I've had it where I've had almost severe heat stroke. So I've experienced, you know, not having water and not having enough electrolytes either. So thankfully I have enough electrolytes. So I just have to make sure that I keep a lot of water. Um, Lugging all this water around though has definitely been shaping my armpits or underneath my armpits a little bit more so than usual uh, because of the weight. So that's actually kind of aggravated right now, but life goes on. It's not that painful. I can get through it. Plus when you're hiking, you almost don't notice it. So got to get to it. Have a great day, people. Bye. Hey, this is Kim Chi with Sounds of the Trail. We are at uh, almost four miles in an hour. Pretty sweet. Getting some water. It's not raining but I can't see anything, so that's that's pretty fun. Um, but it's been a nice pace. Space Cadet, Ganja Man are with Yogi and I today, which is awesome because they have some sweet music. So I guess I can check in with them. Uh, although I've realized I don't really talk about, like, morning time and, like, what getting ready is like. So I guess I can talk about that real quick. Um, usually, depending on the weather, wake up, you get out of your sleeping bag, which is kind of damp and gross. Um don't want to get up because it's kind of cold, but get up, for me anyway, then I get some water, throw it into an oatmeal bag, eat oatmeal, (laughs) sometimes put coffee in there, and then get dressed, repack the bag for the eighth time, make sure it's like all settled in the right way, procrastinate for a minute, dig a hole, take a poop, feel eight million times better, have like a super reflective time while I'm pooping in the hole, fill the hole up with dirt. (laughs) Try and leave a mark to let other people know they shouldn't dig up my poop unless that's what they're into. And then go back to my friends and start the day. Um, So now we've got like a good pace going for our first four miles. We have 21 miles left to get to Damascus. Uh, Just going to check in with these guys and see how they're doing. I'm feeling pretty good. This trail's trying to break me, but I'm telling it to go f*** itself. Although I shouldn't do that and you're going to bleep that out. That also, hopefully, I don't jinx myself and break my leg today because I can't see. Um, I guess I'll check in with Space Cadet. What's happening with you today? I'm doing good. The tunes are definitely keeping the blood flowing properly. Um, no pain yet, so that's a, that's always good. Um, this morning was rough getting up. Woke up at like 4 and just <laughs> laid there for a while until I got the motivation. But, yeah, it's like getting out of bed at home, except... You're outside already. (laughs) So picture that. (laughs) Do you have any, like, special, like, I just described my morning routine. What's your morning routine like? Uh, Well, I have a blow-up 
pad, a sleeping pad. So my first thing when I wake up is let the air out of that because then I'm like right on the hard ground and that usually makes me get up pretty quick because it's not very comfortable. Really a lot of procrastination in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes it takes a while. So do you, you're wearing the blue shorts and the blue shirt. Do you normally sleep in the same clothes you hike in? Yeah. Yeah, I just sleep in everything because I don't like getting naked in the morning when it's freezing. I'd rather just have it all on warm already. But how many How many pairs of clothes do you have anyway? I have two pairs of socks, one pair of underwear, one pair of shorts, and one t-shirt. One pair of long john pants and one pair of long john shirt and a rain jacket. Nice. So that's like, I think that's pretty typical of most through hikers, uh, which if you think about it, we're basically wearing the same clothes every day. We smell like trash, except for space cadet. He smells like roses. We decided yesterday, mm. <laughs> like a whole bed of roses, <laughs> maybe some cinnamon rolls, full meadow, a full, <laughs> a full meadow. Um, how, but are you ready for this 21 miles? We got to bang out or what? Yeah. I'm so ready to get to town. The miles are easier when you end up in a town. I feel like. Because you're just looking forward to it the whole time. Yeah, these guys are pretty fast. They're crushing it. I'm trying to go fast to... I mean, I'm in the front, but I want to make sure I go fast enough for them. Ganja man. <laughs> How's it going? It's going. Uh, we're cruising right along. We should get to town pretty quick. And I'm feeling good. There's no problem so far. Water is a bit of an issue up here. But uh, we can make do. No worries. And... Uh, I almost just kind of want to go right to town, like not stop, but I know I can't do that, so. We can do that. <laughs> I think if we drink enough water here, we can go. Do you have any special stuff you do in the morning, or what's your morning routine like? I, uh, I get up, and I look around, and if no one's moving, I go back to bed. <laughs> but besides that, I try to get up and have my bag packed, just, like, within eight minutes. That's my record, and, uh... <laughs> Then I just sit there and chill and do my ganja man stuff. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, also, we finally have Yogi back to life today. <laughs> he's not dead anymore. He's not throwing up. Apparently, he's still having some stomach issues. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, not feeling too great. Just had diarrhea. But it's all right. Well, so, I mean, you slept pretty much all day yesterday. Do you think you can do 21 miles today? Yeah, I'm definitely feeling way better today. I don't have low energy. I feel hydrated now. I'm peeing clear. That's always my test. So that's good. So what What about you? Do you have any special morning rituals aside from the one I can't talk about? I'm just eating, pretty much. Get up and eat food. That's like the first thing I do and then pack the bag. I think all you talk about usually is eating. So that's pretty chill. Um, you think we're going to get to 21 miles today or what? Yeah, no problem. All right, no rain, no pain, no main. I guess let's go. Stopping for a quick water break at mile four. If we stop again, which we're probably going to have to at some point, I will check in. But until then, peace out. So I don't know if you can hear the thunder. There we have it. This weather is so schizo. Yesterday was super hot and dry. And then there was a thunderstorm at night. And then now today, it was getting all nice and sunny. Now it's raining, a thunderstorm. Oh boy, ah, it's going uphill. I don't know if I should just wait for it to roll on by. Doesn't look like this is the biggest hill, so <clears throat> I should be safe. 
Um, I don't see any lightning. So I'll just keep an eye out. There's plenty of trees and cover, so I'm not too worried about getting hit by lightning. But if I do see lightning, I'm hunkering down. Not a big fan. All right, check in later. Hey, this is Kimchi with Sounds of the Trail, and we're doing a little quick check-in um, for a day in the life of a thru-hiker. Uh, I'm at mile, I don't even remember where we're at, I think 16. We're at mile 16 right now. So we've done 16 miles in about four and a half hours, which is just insane for the AT. That is, unless you're running, it doesn't really happen too often. And that's because our terrain today is a little bit easier. Um, I can't see because my glasses are broken. So that's been pretty exciting. It really looks like a green tunnel for real because everything's blurry. But I've just been like holding my head to the ground the whole way so far. Uh, we re we also realized that today was not a 25-mile day, but a 27-mile day, so that's exciting. Um, looks like we have about 11 miles left to go to get into Damascus, which is exciting. We're about to cross over the Tennessee-Virginia border in a little bit here, which is also exciting. It's one more state down in the many states in the Appalachian Trail. I'm um, feeling pretty good. Kind of tired. I wish I could see... <laughs> I definitely wish I had more food, but that's okay. We'll hopefully eat a big, big giant meal when we get into Damascus. Um, I don't know. I guess the things I'm thinking of mostly right now are, A, I feel like I'm totally in the zone, I guess, which means it feels like you've just done a bunch of amphetamines and you're just flying and going fast. Uh, B, I feel kind of crazy and cracked out and tired <laughs> and... Mostly what I've been thinking about it are all the people that I'm really grateful for. I think that's what pushes me on days like today when I don't feel like doing a lot of miles, but have to. Um, been thinking a lot about a lot of good friends of mine, people who've motivated me throughout my life. And I think a lot of people will tell you uh, that when they're through hiking, they tend to reflect on stuff like that. So I'm just really lucky to have all the amazing friends that I have. Someone specific, I guess, I've been thinking about... <laughs> who kind of pushed me through the PCT a lot too, someone I met on the PCT, um, and I got to see him again on this trail, and he's off trail now, but he always says something that stays in my head, and whenever I'm in a bad mood, which is often enough, all I can think of is, everything is nice, so thank you for that, you know who you are, thanks for pushing me along. Um, I guess I should check in with my partners over here while we're at it. See what's up with these guys and how they're feeling. Uh, like I said, Yogi's back in full force, which is nice because he's tall and keeps me going. But I guess I should check in with them. How are you doing, Yogi? We're at mile 16. Is that right? Right? I don't know something. <laughs> I don't know. I really, I don't really keep track of the miles. I just keep walking. I'm feeling great though. Energy levels high. How's the pit? The pee is still clear. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm really stoked. <laughs> Uh, Yogi talks about his pee every single day, and that's how he decides if he's hydrated or not. Um, how are you feeling, Ganja Man? You gotta be careful. You gotta I'm feeling good. Um, no Ganja-related activities yet. <laughs> Just waiting till town. We're gonna bust out the last 14.8 uh, before the post office closed, but that plan has been thrown out. So <laughs> now we're taking it easy, and it's chilling. Feeling good. Nice. Uh, we're also at a disused old shelter right now, which actually looks nicer than most of the used shelters. 
So I don't really know why it's disused, but I'm going to check in with my homie Space Cadet over here who's doing some nice artwork. <laughs> Space Cadet, how are you feeling? Uh, we're just chilling at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> um, bring your friends. <laughs> no, uh, we're like 11 miles from town or so, so that's pretty exciting. When you start at 27, more than halfway there. So I'm feeling great. And almost out of SIGs, but we'll make it there before that happens. <laughs> but, uh... Do you carry, like, a full palette of markers with you? I just realized you have a bunch of markers. <laughs> I have three different color Sharpies, and Gondraman has three or four. We split, like, one of the rainbow packs. Just because, you know, you need the art. On the shelters, that's what keeps people occupied. So what keeps you, what's keeping you going on this nice long 27 mile day, even though we're doing it pretty fast? Just the thought of town, nice smelling people, <laughs> you know, hopefully some women. No, <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> um, and also, I don't want to jinx us, but the weather's been holding up for us, although I think most of us have wet feet, um, <laughs> just from kind of going through the brush here, but it's been a nice cool day uh, along the ridgeline, and like I said, I can't see anything, so I can't really describe anything, but we did get to walk through a whole field of cows, which was pretty epic. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> These guys actually were trying to pet the cows. The cows were mooing. There's an old barn. I could actually, like, well, I couldn't see anything, but it seemed like I could see out for miles and miles. But then back in the green tunnel. So we'll finish in the green tunnel and we'll end up in town um, just checking in. I guess we'll check back in when we get to town. Peace out. Sick of finishing in the green tunnel. Nothing. So we saw some lightning. Quite a bit of it. Um, a bunch of us hunkered down before heading into, uh, going downhill. And, uh, I stayed there for a little bit. I don't know if you can still hear the thunder, but, um, I just, I'm so energized. I can't, I can't sit still. So it's going downhill. There are lots of trees around. The parts that are kind of barren, I run through, but I am right underneath the thunder cloud. But I'm heading out of it, actually. The way that I'm going looks like it's going to get out of the thundercloud. So, I don't know. I feel safe. Um, but everyone else is hungered down. I guess they just want to wait for it to pass completely. But teach their own. Um, I'm just going downhill and going downhill amongst many trees. So, um, And not even near the, mountain, the highest ridge either. So, should be okay. But uh, if you don't hear from me, you'll know why. <laughs> Check in with you later. Bye. Well, that was intense. Um, so, being brave, or so I thought, um, I went trekking down, and there was two others that came behind me. It was uh, Pink Panther, and I don't think I've got her name. Anyway, they're a bit taller than me, so I'll let them go ahead of me, since they have long legs. And uh, lightning almost hit them. I'm telling you, they could li literally taste it. Um, and I was right behind them. So I'm glad that I'm a short person right now. Normally camping, I don't think so. Cause I'm like, Oh, these tall people, but it could have definitely hit me where I the tallest. So anyway, needless to say, we just like ran down the ridge underneath these trees 
and we just waited it out for about 10, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. And uh, it's calmed down now, so we're all just back to hiking. Anyway, that was that was pretty exciting. So now I'm just back. I'm trying. It's already two o'clock. We wasted a lot of time waiting for the storm before that as well. So hoping to get at least I don't know ten more miles, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Bye. Well, <clears throat> this is Kimchi with Sounds of the Trail. We did a 27 mile day today. We crushed it so hard. We actually got to Damascus at 4.30, is that right? 4.45. So we did 27 miles in like 9 hours, but really less than that because, I don't know, we took some breaks. We also got completely destroyed by the rain for like, what, 3 or 4 miles? At least. At least. Oh god, I definitely like I'm not I'm not going to lie. I was like almost crying. I was so angry. I was cursing at the rain. All of us at one point were just yelling so loud at the rain. But we're now in Damascus. Um we're all staying at this hostel, which is great. We just ate a lot of pizza. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm really happy we finished the day and I'm happy that I can do laundry hopefully and uh wash my disgusting body, which smells like trash juice and all kinds of nasty stuff got some sweet blisters but we did it um that's my check-in but i guess we can check in over here with ganja man see how he feels about the 27 mile day i uh, kicked my ass for sure but uh it was fun i mean the last five six miles was great in the rain until it started actually raining and then it sucked and then we saw this guy who told us we only had four miles to go <laughs> But we had, like, five and a half miles to go, so <laughs> screw that guy. But uh, we're here. It's great. we got good company. Should be a party, even though there's no alcohol allowed at the hostel. <laughs> so we're on this road. But uh, awesome day. I'm glad we hiked all the way through. I'm totally glad I got to hike with these guys. Uh, Yogi's actually down the hill, so I don't really get to check in with him right now, but I'm going to check in with Space Cadet and see how he feels about the 27-mile day. Dude, <laughs> we killed it. Because we did a 27-mile day a little bit back into Hot Springs, and it took us just about 12 hours. We did this one today in less than nine, so that feels great. It's basically at the point where it could be an everyday thing now. <laughs> yeah, <know>? right. <laughs> <laughs> and without the rain, it would have been we would have been here probably almost an hour sooner. That trail was slippery, dangerous, but um, kimchi was running down the hills, so we decided to keep up. Oh, shut up! And uh, the music helped a lot today. That was great. You want to talk about some of the music you played? Oh, there's everything on there. You got like some rap going then we had fleet foxes beta band uh what else was good dead kennedys yeah holiday <laughs> in cambodia some foreigner that was pretty sweet some just ween. anything to get you pumped yeah ween um ty siegel oh i forgot about that yeah <laughs> you can't hike the trail without him um what else did we listen to that was good you had so many tunes, man. All day. Should change my trail name to DJ. <laughs> Seriously, he's like the best, best ever. He's so young and has like the most eclectic 
variety of music that totally got me stoked and going, even though I seriously wanted, like, I just wanted to break everything after a while. I was just so bummed out. And, yeah, we saw that older guy and asked him how much longer we had to get to Damascus. And he's like, oh, yeah, I think it's like four miles, which was great because it pushed me. If he would have told me the reality, I probably would have just started flipping out. And if I could set anything on fire, I probably would have at that point. But then we did reach the, t- the Tennessee-Virginia border. Yeah, like three miles later, which then we still had three and a half miles to go. So he was off by about three miles. <laughs> I guess, you know, there's a huge difference between day hikers and through hikers and Day hikers just never know mileage like we do, and I guess it's because we literally have to know where every single damn thing is. Even when we got into this town and we're trying to figure out where the hostel is, Yogi's just like, oh yeah, it's like .5. How far away is the grocery store? .3. Like, we know all the mileages. So, a tip to all of the day hikers who are listening to this, if you ever tell through hikers where they have to go, know your mileage. Because you just destroy our days half the time. I don't even know why I ask anymore. I think I was just desperate because it was literally pouring buckets on us. I mean, how bad was that rain? It was like, ah! (laughs) That's how bad the rain was. (laughs) I think all of us, seriously, were, like, yelling at the same (laughs) same time. You you didn't even yell, did you? I I yelled a little, but I was too cold because I was going shirtless, which is a horrible idea. (laughs) And don't try that if it's pouring rain because it is cold. And your nipples will cut diamonds. They're that hard. I think I think that's very true. I was definitely freezing my butt off. Um, I guess a tip would be don't try and go half naked because we were running, and I think I was still pretty cold running the last five miles of that six miles. I don't even know. I lost count after a while. Also, it's good to keep yourself hydrated. I'm pretty sure I got extremely dehydrated. Yogi didn't. He was excited to tell us how clear his pee was all day long. (laughs) Yogi's back on track. He's not sick anymore, and he's crushing it. His foot's a little messed up, but he just somehow yogied a whole ton of food in the house and told me that he almost threw up because he ate so much for free. So I'm really happy for him. Uh, I guess I'm going to sign out right now. Thanks for listening, and that was a day in the life of a thru-hiker. All of us are going to sleep soundly tonight after 27 miles, and... Might push on tomorrow, but hopefully maybe we'll actually take a zero. God only knows. That's always the way it is. It is going to rain probably tonight. What else is new? From the AT, good night. Okay, so it's 5.01. Um, we got to the water water spot at 608.9. Um, and, you know, my feet are killing me at least the foot that I fell on the previous day. I think there's like a tendon or something that's just super aggravated. It's so painful. Um, but no, it's been a beautiful day compared to yesterday. It's just gorgeous. And you know, with that thunderstorm, that was pretty crazy. Uh, there actually is another one rolling in right now. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Cause it's so hot. You have no idea how scorching the sun is, but like right behind it is another thundercloud. I feel like it's the same one just haunting us. Um, (laughs) and I really want to get back on trail and do at least a few more miles to make up for, you know, the low mileage, but, uh, not if there's lightning. I just saw lightning a minute ago and it's a little bit of ways. So I think I'm just going to wait, rest my feet, elevate my feet, eat dinner, and then see if it's rolled over. Um, 
Otherwise, it's another short day. It'd only be about like 13 miles ish. Um, so not very impressive, but it's been an exciting day. Beautiful views. And, uh, yeah, I'll check in with you once I know what's happening with this thunderstorm. <laughs> okay. So it's 7.09 p.m. And, um, yeah, I've decided to just camp out here. It's a beautiful spot. These huge trees, gorgeous. Um, just going to cowboy camp and wake up early. So, um, yeah, the thunderstorm seemed to have passed, but by then it was like 6.30, something like that. Um, and by the time I would have filled up the water, filtered it, gotten out, I probably would have only gotten a mile or two in. So, I don't know. I'm not the most regimented hiker on the PCT. I'm here for the views and other things. But uh, I definitely need to make up for the amount of miles. So, tomorrow, minimum is 16 miles. Um, hoping to do like maybe 18, 19, the train's pretty good. And I just have to remember to elevate my feet. I haven't been doing that. So of course I haven't been able to do longer miles. So as long as I do that, I should be good. And yeah, um, I think that's it for today. I had my dinner of chicken, uh, noodle soup, or what is it? The ramens, chicken flavored and some tuna. Yum can't wait to get into town in three days and eat an actual hot meal. <laughs> Already I'm dreaming of, I don't know, so many things. Pizza. I even thought about hot dogs, which normally I don't like hot dogs, but right now I'd kill for one. Anyway, there we have it. Have a great night, everyone. That's day in the life of Sina on an exciting thunderstorm day. Well, how's that for a tale of two trails? You know, some things are different and some things are the same for everybody. But I think it's pretty safe to conclude that you shouldn't become a thru-hiker if you don't like to talk about miles down to the 10th every single day. Before we wrap up this episode, we're actually going to hear from Sina one more time. And this is from a few days after the first day that we just heard from. Good morning. It's Sina from Sounds of the Trail. Um day in the life of well good morning it is 6 19 right now and i just woke up yesterday i'm still in the section from tehachapi to uh the freeway to lake Isabella. i'm getting off there to see my friend in ridgecrest but uh yeah i am at mile 627 ish um 627 and a half or so and uh i did most of that pill climb last night at about 19 miles yesterday, um, 18 and something. And, uh, I did most of the up climb. There's a little bit left, but then it's relatively flat and then it's downhill to about mile, uh, 631. And then it's four miles of pretty steep uphill, which I'm fingers crossed. There's some shade because yesterday was just extreme. I mean, it was so hot that, you know, everyone was basically pulling over and taking a siesta or hiding under Joshua trees and then trying for another couple miles and repeating the cycle, finding a Joshua tree. Um, and there aren't that many in some sections, so it's not like there's a lot of shade at all. Like these bushes don't give off any. So, and heat 
normally doesn't, you know, normally bothers me a lot. Fortunately, it didn't yesterday, so I was able to get a few more miles in. Um, but I probably could have done 20 or more had I, you know, had it been cool. So, today there's no rush. I have two days to get there, and, you know, I have 24 and a half miles, um, between two days. I mean, hopefully by the second day, I just have a quick, you know, I either camp right near the highway, um, or I just have like a four or five mile walk. So it means I should do, um, oh wow, I can't even do math right now, but <laughs> I should do like, I don't know, close, I don't think I'm going to do 20 with that four mile uphill, um, minimally 16 to 18. So. But we shall see, because this tendon or whatever it is that popped, it's still hurting right now in the morning. Normally it doesn't hurt in the morning, so that's not a good sign. Um, I'm thinking before Kennedy Meadows, I get a cortisone shot. Anyway, these are all thoughts that pop in my head right in the morning. Um, it's also sick, so I gotta get a move on. I was hoping to get up before then, um, to avoid the heat, because even around 9 or 10 it starts getting quite warm. So, um, I'm packing up, I'm getting all my snacks. I know that I have enough food for two days. Um, I have two, three, I'm doing a little inventory in my head. Three and a half liters of water. Technically, per the water report, there's no water until 637. So another 10 miles. But three liters would get me there anyway. It's now 633. I'm on the road. Or on the trail. And yeah, my injury is flaring up for sure. Um, I'm definitely, I was debating going to see the doctor, um, while seeing my friend in Ridgecrest, but, I mean, this is like, compared to Sierra's, it's nothing, so, I think I've made that decision just now. I have some uphill to go. I packed up really fast, um, I'm gonna be brushing my teeth on one of my siestas. I know that sounds gross, but, I just wanna catch the cool weather while I can. And I'm eating on the road my uh, granola bars. Just can't stand the thought of another pop tart right now. And uh, yeah, so about well, depending on my injury, but I'm hoping like by 6:30. Um, so I'm like two and a half. It'll be 6:31 because it's downhill. Uh, from 6:30, 6:31, I'll take a break. I'll check them with you then. So it's 7 at 6, um, I've done a mile, and it's killing me. I think this is what they call a meltdown. Um, <laughs> my right foot is killing me, and it's only been a mile. <laughs> I don't know, it's supposed to be 16, 18 miles, it's like this. Um, but the trail is the sand, which is what's killing me. Like, if it was hard, I could relax into it. But if I relax into the sand right now, it actually aggravates whatever is torn or inflamed or... doesn't think I don't think it's inflamed. I took an anti-inflammatory and uh, that didn't help at all. So. I'm just... I don't know why all these things keep going wrong. It's like I just want to fucking hike. I can't be the only person. 
having these meltdowns. This is horrible. I just, I want to enjoy it, but it's hard when your foot is fucking screaming with every step. So, I don't know what I'm going to do, but the four miles of steep incline, I don't even know what I'm going to do with the Sierras coming up at this point. Definitely have to go see a doctor, so whatever. I gotta cheer myself up because this isn't gonna work. So I'll check back with you once the melt ends over. Okay. Hey, so it's 10:14. Um, I've been at 361, I believe it is, with the water cache. Um, I've been here for. I'm sorry, not 361. Whoa, goes to show. At 6.30. <laughs> I'm a little dyslexic. Um, so I'm at 6.31-ish. And uh, there's some water here. And some was nice. And they had some medical supplies and whatnot as well. Um, but my foot in the half mile going up on that sand was just... My foot is killing me. So um, I've decided, because there's also the heat to factor in. And I don't want to carry too much water and then it's putting more pressure on this um injury that i would you know wait until uh gets dark or starts cooling down um and then night walk out or um if one of the resupply the water cache people comes up check on the water supply um get a ride into town and then pick back up where i left um, given that I'll be able to get a ride back, but, uh, yeah, so that's the plan. It's only 10 15. So I have quite a few hours to kill. So I might have to stay awake in case the car comes, but I'm going to take care of my feet and sew something I needed to sew, try to stay productive. Okay. I'll check in with you either tonight when I'm about to head out on the trail or if I get a ride into town. It's 5.38, um, the temperature's finally starting to drop, and, I don't know, I have about four miles of pretty steep, I mean, it's not as steep as I've done before, but it's pretty steep, and I don't know, with this sand, how my foot's gonna hold up. Um, I was really hoping the person that maintains the water cache was gonna come by today, um, but he may come later, but I can't risk it at this point. I need to get out, I only have enough food for... Like two more days, and if I hobble, it would take me two days. So, I was hoping to do it all today, but after what happened last night with my foot, there's no way in hell. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that pill. But, uh, yeah, can't stay here either, so gotta get going. And that's a day in the life, right? Sometimes things don't always go according to plan. You just have to hobble your way to the next road and get yourself a ride to the doctor, which is exactly what Sina has done. She went to the doctor in Ridgecrest, and she does, in fact, have tendonitis, and she did, in fact, get a cortisone shot. So hopefully she will be feeling better soon and plans to get on the trail in the next couple days. Kimchi is still out on the Appalachian Trail, crushing the miles, last we heard. She is not in a section with a lot of cell phone reception, but every time she checks in, things to, things seem to be going well. 
And that wraps up all we have for this episode, um, part two of A Day in the Life. So thanks for tuning in. As far as announcements for the podcast, I've had a couple people request uh, putting the podcast onto Stitcher, which I'll be doing this week as soon as I catch my breath at work. Um, And I do want to take a moment to say thanks to all the people who've left really lovely comments on the iTunes page or on our webpage or sent them to me personally. Um, It's... It's been really great to get the support and to know that you all are out there listening and supporting this. Um, It does take a lot of effort from all of us to put this together every week, and so we're glad there's people listening. So that's it for Sounds of the Trail, and we'll be back next week. Rock Candy Mountain, you never have to change your socks. And little streams of alcohol come a trickling through the rocks. All the railroad bowls have the tip of their hats, and the railroad bowls are all blind. There's a little lake of stew and a whiskey too. You can paddle all around it in your big canoe on the big rock candy mountain.